0: all right welcome everybody to the catholic sportsman show so we have uh it's good to be back together randy what do yeah. you
1: think hi paul how are you doing
0: it's all right good it's good, good to see you yeah, it's good to see you and hear you Yes, and We have um, a wonderful guest here tonight, Stephen Morris. We'll introduce him here in, in a couple of minutes, but yeah, as usual, we want to you know, get started in the right way, right? So we'll start off with a prayer. Okay, so in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this gift of life for today, and we ask you to bless our podcast that anyone who'd hear this would hear the, the word of the Lord on their hearts. And we ask Our Lady to intercede for us and be with us in all our shows. And for this, we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God. Pray, pray for, for us, sinners, sinners now, now and at the hour 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 of
0: our death. Amen. Amen. Saint Sebastian, patron saint of Christian athletes, pray, for, pray us. for us. Blessed Carlo Cutis. pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and to the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, so we were missing one of our uh, compadres, uh, Jeff. He might be joining us in progress, but we. Um, we want to get started here, and we want to introduce right. Stephen Morris, our wonderful guest here tonight. Giddy up, guys. Yeah. Glad he's here. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Am I
2: pinch-hitting then for Jeff Thompson? No, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let the sports Johns puns work. work. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. That's right,
0: right. right. So um, Stephen is currently the Director for Youth and Young Adult Ministries with the Diocese of Santa Rosa. Yeah. And we're in the same time zone, so we're really stoked about that. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. So, um, as we usually start off all of our shows, we just kind of open it up to you, Stephen, and we let you talk about your life journey, and then we can kind of proceed from there. Nice, nice. You guys got a couple
2: hours. Let's do this, okay? Yep, we we go got PowerPoint it. PowerPoint on the, the life journey of Stephen Morris. Uh, well, relative to sports, uh, just always been a big sports guy, always been a competitor uh however i played a lot of left out i was never probably the main main character not not the all-star that uh shout out to my son Mm -hmm. and his recent election to his little league all-star team it's all right it's been so fun having uh little league back and it's just a little bit of normal Mm -hmm. so excited for those little leaguers that are out there and, and probably a lot of the coaches that are out there putting in the hard work uh so i just have always enjoyed sports and was just part of who i am and a large part of, of the development of who I am, you know, sports reveals character, as they say. And so it was always part of, of my, my development in terms of either leadership or, you know, learning hustle, learning responsibility. And then as I grew, uh, I was able to actually play water polo at the collegiate level for a little bit. Then uh, fraternity life probably pulled me away from that a little while.
0: That happened. Uh,
2: but the, the lessons from sports never left me. And so when I, I began my time in, in ministry in my in my twenties. What I realized is that when if I looked around uh, the parish or my Catholic faith in any way, I found a lot of what we'll say older, really dedicated women to things like CCD uh, or or wherever they could help out at the church. But I didn't see a lot of like athletes, and I felt like, well, Jesus is for everybody, you know. The gospel and the good news is for everybody where are young people who enjoy sports like i did when i was younger where are they able to look up to and that really kind of sent me in my 20s through um, a passion just as a volunteer at my church um to youth ministry uh for for young people that that got the idea that that uh, there's could be a balance between their faith life and and helping out and, or excuse me and playing sports and then, as I grew in ministry and eventually became a, uh, a diocesan director of youth and young adult ministry, I realized we were kind of missing the boat. And what I mean by that is we sit in our parishes and we sit in our communities, uh, our faith communities, and we, we kind of throw up our hands and say, Well, where are the kids? You know, no one's coming to church anymore. Goodness. But yet, there are, there are no lack of volunteers or whatnot, parents, uh, s- supporters. Of the local sports program, fill it in, right? Swimming, lacrosse, doesn't matter what it is. And the kids want to be there. And if you look at the uh, look at that, when you get to the high school level of sports, especially varsity, you know, that's a full-time job for both the parents and the families and the kids. That's like a three hour of the day. The kids are willing to spend three hours a day towards towards what they what they really love and they're passionate about. And I thought to myself, I said, well, wait a minute, there's adults that are helping out there. They're coaches. How do we turn our coaches into ministers? And that didn't take long to see a bridge there, um, which brings me to a lot of the ministry I do today. And the, and the bridge is simply this: like the like the great John Wooden, right? And I'm sure we, we in the sports world all have our coaches that we go to and our mentors that we go to in sports. Uh, Roy Williams for, uh, for North Carolina is another great, great read. That... All of the coaches at the top level, uh, Lasseter at De La Salle Sports, and, and I'm sure the list is endless, would all say that the success rate of what they did in their programming when it came to coaching is not, here's the X's and O's, and we had the best drills. It was about building character in young people. Hmm. I said, shoot, that's, that's Youth Ministry 101. And take it a step further. If you've ever coached or been around sports, it also means you've been around people at the depths and uh, the greatest, saddest points of their life and, and the, the pinnacle moments, the championships. And that's also both on and off the field. I, I don't know a single coach who's, who's, who's worth their, their weight and when it comes to being a, a man or a woman coach for others, if they're not also there for their, their people that they're coaching, off the field too. Uh, Coach is sometimes the one that gets the phone call from the kid when the kid's got nobody else and parents are at each other and they need to get out of their house. So I've uh, scrapped high and low and found out that there's a lot of other great Catholic programs out across our country that believe the same way, and I started pulling them in into the ministries uh, around our diocese, uh, from CYO to our Catholic schools, uh, including the Sports Leader Virtue program that I, I applied at my own son's Nine, ten-year-old little league team that you know—they get it. They get the idea of character development. So that's kind of the overarching sports ministry that uh, I've been able to really enjoy in our world, and, uh, and and made a lot of connections for people. So,
0: all right, that's great. And you're a Mustang too, I heard.
2: Cal Poly Mustang, yeah. uh, In in my high school, Green and Gold Mustangs, after the Cal Poly Mustangs, our first principal went to Cal Poly. So San Luis Obispo, great baseball town. Shoutouts to, uh, let's see, Mike Kruko, Um, and I want to say Willie McGee might have played there too. So some good baseball names coming out of Cal Poly. And being a Northern California guy and I hit San Luis Obispo, I got a little taste of SoCal. So I ended up... Uh, after college, ended up down in uh, Los Angeles area, right. <laughs> working for a, a toy manufacturer in Malibu, and wow. then, uh, that's that's when God roped me into ministry into to a youth ministry, a um, uh, great youth ministry program at, at Saint Augustine's down in Los Angeles.
1: Okay, great, uh, right. I was going to ask you about the Camino de Sonoma. I know that's very important to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Uh, Sure, sure. Uh, So the Camino de Sonoma is in the fashion of and modeled after the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Uh, The Camino de Santiago is well-known, famous, 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 uh, but it's also 400, 500, 700 miles, depending on who you ask and where you start. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Camino de Sonoma that we founded up here in Northern California is 75 miles. So a little bit more doable. You don't have to retire. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you don't have to take two months off of your life uh, and travel across the world to, to do it. And it's been an incredible experience for me, which uh, I'll tell you about. But from the, the sports angle you know, we, we love pushing ourselves, you know, athletes, competitors, we love pushing ourselves to, to limits. You know, here, you hear some of some of these people that do the ultra ultra marathons, rich Roll, most famous, uh, the ultra marathons. And you hear, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I can't believe the individual pushed themselves to run a hundred mile race. And that's, that for me was the challenge for the Camino de Sonoma. Can I walk 75 miles? Uh, not all at one time, which I'll explain but can I, can I push myself? Can I, uh, 12 miles a day is what it asks of you. And by doing so, uh, by pushing myself, what am I therefore going to learn about self, which, mm-hmm. which, it, it, you know, crosses over in all sorts of the sports worlds. Um, it doesn't matter what gift or talent you're given when it comes to athleticism, how you apply it and and where you're set up, wh- whether you're a varsity athlete or professional athlete, um, or you're the guy that keeps book, which was <laughs> me quite a few times. How, how, are you, how are you developing as a person? How are you developing character? So the Camino de Sonoma was, was one of those outlets I was looking for. It was founded in August 2019 with the vision that if we connected the mission, the Jesuit founded mission of San Francisco uh, in, in Sonoma, which is the last mission in the oh, series of California missions. Wow. Okay. We then pick up the end of one ministry. Okay, so that's why we start at the mission day in uh, in Sonoma, and then we walk seventy five miles through Sonoma County, some beautiful area, uh, wonderful hills, uh, a lot of vineyards. <laughs> mm-hmm. For those that want to make it a wine tasting weekend, you could probably fit that in. All right, a lot of vineyards, uh, a lot of farmland, some beautiful. Uh, beautiful redwood forests and eventually you you parallel out on the Russian River where the Russian River meets the Pacific Ocean in Jenner wow. and then you head up the highway one coast to Fort Ross and the reason we conclude at Fort Ross is because that is where the Russian Eastern Orthodox Church is oh, wow. and so what we've then done is we've connected the Western Latin Catholic, in the Mission and Sonoma with the Eastern Orthodox Rite in Fort Ross. The 75-mile bridge connects some of the biggest divisions that we've ever had over the last 2,000 years in Eastern and Western churches. And to take it a step further, we're not the first people to walk this land. There is healing needed on all sorts of levels, not just Eastern and Western Christian churches, but the Native American people that were here first. And so the founders uh, have connected with the tribal leaders of today, with the Kashaya Pomo people and the Coastal Miwok people and the Wapo uh, people who have, uh, who have walked this path before us and said, we are walking in honor of the healing also needed between Christianity and the Native Americans that are here. So, and when you walk, uh, I'm new to pilgrimage only about a year in, when you walk, you slow down. And you you slow down in a time period where everybody's fast moving. We often refer to the difference between car culture, where you're moving fast, versus walking culture. And by walking, you find healing within yourself. Now, just like uh, the Camino de Santiago, the idea of the Camino de Santiago in Spain was that you were tracing St. James' footsteps as he took the gospel and the good news and the challenge that Jesus portrayed to him or challenged him and said, go and make disciples of all nations, go to the ends of the earth. So St. James goes to the west coast of Spain because that was the ends of the earth as far as they knew. So now if you say, okay, what's the ends of the earth with Jerusalem as the center point? I don't think anyone would argue that maybe California's coast might feel like the ends of the earth these days. So (laughs) it depends on who you talk to. Right. Uh, so if you went east from Jerusalem and you would follow the Eastern Orthodox and you went west from Jerusalem and you followed the, the missions, uh, we've circled the globe, the circumference of the globe and connecting those 75 miles between the two. And the personal uh, ability for me to go out in nature, uh, some of God's great cathedrals, I think a lot of people relate with nature as being a place that they can connect with God, uh, mm-hmm. was an important thing. Now, guys, all of a sudden, this COVID thing happens, right? And so yeah. people are locked out of their churches. They're looking for the sacred. They're looking for purpose and meaning in their, in their life. And uh, I accidentally uh, found this Camino. Come the, the turn of the year in 2021, uh, God absolutely spoke to me and said, you are to steward this Camino de Sonoma. You are to share it with others. And so I said, okay, I'll call my my college buddies. I'll call my dad and I'll call my Mm -hmm. close friends and we'll go walking. And I figured, okay, I'll walk six, seven, eight days, you know, 12 miles this day, 12 miles that day. And sure enough, by, uh, by March 15th, I had walked with 40 different people already. Like word of mouth just got out there and people wanted to be walked. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And a very powerful experience.
0: When You said you found the Camino. I thought maybe the Camino found you, but uh...
2: that's that's what we say. Uh, I, I'm stealing all this from you know the 2,000 years' history from uh, the Camino de Santiago. Uh, it, what they say is the Camino provides. If mm. if we're back in Spain, so we've used that a lot here in Sonoma, and we've seen radical transformation of hearts. Uh, people that are all sorts of levels of spiritual. This is not just a Catholic thing. In fact, shout out to the my Protestant brothers and sisters who actually founded this, uh, Adam Peacock and Tony McCormick. They, uh, th- they knew something a while ago that that healing was needed, and, and the Camino provides that quote back from Camino de Santiago, still holds here in the Camino de Sonoma. And one of the other things they say is the way is made by walking. You know, so often we're like, okay, I got this idea and I'm powering through and I'm going to figure this out. And the reality is 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 you just need to slow down sometimes. And and the way is made by walking. And if I can take that a step further, the first mention of walking in the Bible is in Genesis. And it comes at an interesting time. It's when God is walking in the garden and he's walking mm-hmm right after Adam and Eve have realized that they have sinned and they're hidden. And so the first mention of walking is God walking, and he's walking in the garden, and he's walking right after man has committed sin. And he asks the question, where are you, which the acronym becomes W-A-Y, the way. Uh, god asks where are you so yes uh paul to your point the camino may have found me uh you know maybe god has found me on the way you know i, I faithful catholic through and through my whole life big man of prayer but getting out and being in nature and, and connecting on that existential level was pretty powerful
1: yeah, Absolutely, sounds like it sounds like a body soul spirit thing absolutely absolutely and, and some hijinks along the way it's a bunch yeah. of yeah
2: Bunch of people walking, bunch of friends walking. We yeah, get we get some hijinks out there.
0: Vineyards, friends, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, there's hops growing out there, so there's some good breweries we got up here in Sonoma County too. I've so we've heard. I think I get ten cents by the Sonoma County uh, Better <laughs> Business Bureau every time I mention their
0: their breweries. And you mentioned the Native American community. Do you have? Can you interact and what what sort of? Absolutely, absolutely. So let me give you an example. Uh, the tribal leader of the Kashaya Pomo.
2: Uh, has been integral in helping us understand how important some of this land is. And I was actually just walking today and I walked stage three. So the 75 miles is divided up into six different days of 12 miles. 12 miles is the, the common pilgrimage walk in a day. And so the third day that you would walk, you would walk from East Santa Rosa to the town of Sebastopol. And along that way, it's the most urban area. And by connecting with the tribal leaders of the Kashaya Pomo, they have explained to us certain spots along that path where we drive over with our freeways all the time are sacred grounds for their for their tribe. And we've been able to learn and really feel their presence on that earth by ignoring the buildings that we see, or maybe ignoring the vineyards that we see and understand that that might be a space where there was a very important village uh, once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a certain spot along one of the creeks where we learn and celebrate the moment that the first baptism of the native, native of one of the Native Americans uh, occurred. Uh, and she was baptized and then called uh, uh, St. Rose after St. Rose of Lima, which is essentially what the diocese is named after. And so it's oh. a, there's some powerful moments along there wow. and learning to, the, there's a great emphasis on the stewardship of the land that they've been able to get across from us. And when you walk that, you feel the land. And, and I think that holds true, whether you're maybe on the beach and enjoying a sunset or maybe you're, you're fishing and you're enjoying that peace, or you're a mountain climber and enjoying that piece of the land. when, when you you hear some of these stories about what land spaces mattered most to some of these people, you you can understand that the stewardship of the land is some of the important, most important things that we can do today, and and that rings true in a lot of our
0: theology today. So, absolutely,
2: yeah. Well,
0: you're talking about walking, and you have quiet time, and then you you also talked earlier about the kids and sports, right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. how we can spend up to three hours a day. Right, doing a sport, which you know, that's a lot of time for somebody. But what do you think as far as integrating like quiet time in young people Mm. with all these activities swirling around them to to somehow get that meditation, quiet time in there with that busy, busy day?
2: Yeah. Isn't you you hear about meditation and mindfulness all the time? It's a very Mm. secular popular idea. And I respect it. I really do. Um, I just have a different name for it. It's called prayer. Yep. But, <laughs> you know, that centering and, and finding peace within ourselves, especially with the noise, the busy noise that we have and the distractions that we have, you know, these things in our hands always distract yeah. us, especially for young people. Uh, Cardinal Seurat uh, wrote a book on silence a couple of years ago. That was a powerful book, a page turner. I couldn't believe that I was reading this 300 page book so fast and it was just silence but yeah I think I think you got something there Paul I think our young people we see it in our public schools where they're trying to bring in things like yoga and meditation I think they're grasping at the horizontal you know we look to the person next to us and say okay yeah maybe we need some yoga and some centering and some meditation but you know the, the early church fathers especially our desert desert fathers like they they founded this this whole thing called meditation and prayer and and uh, it, it's funny you bring it up, too, because uh, I've been walking, I don't know, over 30 days of walking. And just uh, a couple of days ago, as I was kind of mentioned to you guys, we pushed ourselves to our limit and walked wow, 70, wow, the 75 miles over three days. So we did a My marathon gosh. a day. And, uh, and upon that marathon, someone's like, hey, you know, you, you work for the diocese and you work with youth. How, how about getting some youth out here? And it was just I felt like such an idiot, which happens a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, that that yeah, we're going to start to create curriculum and or adjust the curriculum in a way where where young people get an opportunity to go out there and and be at peace. And, and you know what, guys, it, it takes to walk 12 miles. It's about a five hours, six hours. Mm-hmm. So for all my golfing buddies out there, come walking. It's mm. it's a lot cheaper. Than, than golf a lot less frustrating than golf um much more peaceful isn't it isn't it said that uh, golf is just a good walk spoiled so
1: yeah right it's a it's a lot further than the golf i think a, a golf course is 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 three miles oh okay all right
2: well it depends Go. how you play it i probably play it five six miles the
1: way. oh yeah i used strategy. to play it so i used to play it probably six or seven miles <laughs> right on Why do you think it's easier to form relationships in sports rather than in the church? Mm. That's a good. That's a good question.
2: I, I I would go at the root of how we form relationships, and I think it's about experience. You know, we we know that witnesses make the best teachers, not teachers. Uh, no one wants to be told anything. You know, I, I can be told. Uh, maybe you guys are like this. You know, my wife once in a while is like, Oh, I just met so-and-so you would really love their husband. I feel like every husband hears that. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. I have enough friends. Right. So, but you know, Paul, someone could tell me about you and okay, I got to be friends with you. Um, but that's being told something. I mm. think if you and I were, had gone through some stuff together that would unite a friendship I think it's something about guys that we have like these once a year friends that we get together with. You, you were kind of alluding to that. Right. And it's almost like you get together with these guys and it's like no time passed, right?
1: Mm-hmm. right?
2: And it's probably because at some point in your life with these guys, you've been through some stuff. And so Randy, to your your question, I think sports creates a space that you can really be present with whomever you're playing with or in some cases, maybe even against Right. And through that, really being present with somebody and going through wins, losses, hardships, grueling practices, uh, you make you make connections that are very natural. I, I have been up and down through youth ministries and and uh, religious education programs, and we try to make connections. We try to tell kids we should connect and be part of a community. But you guys look around. Uh, I, I don't see many. 15 to 30 year olds, you know, really fired up about their faith on a daily basis or even mm. at every Sunday basis. Mm. And that, that, for me, that means that the connection's not there. Um, and, and in terms of relationship development, perhaps the individual is confused who they are with all the noise we have in this world. And they haven't really connected with themselves to understand that they are uh as we read in the gospel today, the salt and light of the world, they are, they are an intentional creation from God. I mean, that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. They're an intentional creation from God. They are supposed to go and give light into the world. And if you, if that's not a core centerpiece of who you are as a, as a follower of Christ, then I, I would find it probably hard for that person to make connections with other people. Um, and then, and then once understanding self, you know, trick maybe trying to make better connections with people uh, in the church. I, I Sorry to ramble on this, but one of my favorite things uh, about trying to study what, I'm a competitor, right? We are losing <laughs> young people. We are losing our families in our church. It, it, yep. we, I don't need statistics. I don't, we can look around. We can see it. I'm tired of losing. I am. It, we are talking about our creator and savior and a relationship with them. And we are focused on so many other things in this world. Uh, we gotta stop losing. So mm. I, I'm, I'm an idiot, I'm dumb. I'm, I just wanna copy what worked, right? So let's go to the early Christian churches. You know mm. what worked? Taking care of the widow, taking care of the orphan, mm. families loving each other. I'm so sick and tired about the Catholic church getting uh, beat up about you know, not having women's voices. The original Christian church said, "No, women are important. Women get to make decisions. Women are going to be in leadership positions. Uh, the wives, the wives are going to be very important. Widows are going to be important. That that's fantastic stuff. And and why that changed the culture around it is because these families loved each other and they were the salt and light. And I think that's a beautiful way for us to consider today, uh, you know, kind of tying it back to sports." There's probably a Catholic kid and Catholic family and every youth soccer team, little league team, uh, Catholic school team. Be the salt and light in your team. You you don't have to go evangelize the world, but just like Mm -hmm. bring one other family to church by showing people how much you love one another, parents and children, siblings, uh, and and then wanting to share that good news with other people. We do it all the time with other stuff. Hey, Paul, I just went to this great restaurant. You want to come have dinner? You know? Right. So it's, we, we share things like that. Why not share our faith?
1: Right.
2: My but apologies for it. I, no, I'm no, so passionate about this
0: stuff. But you bring up some interesting points because we were talking with our last guest, Chad, and we were talking about how do you find happiness? And mm-hmm. it truly comes in service, service to others because yeah. we forget ourselves and. When you were talking, though, I was thinking about okay, sports are cool because you know I'm I'm helping my teammates, I can serve my teammates, and um, I can serve the community. There's so many ways um, that we can get our get out of ourselves, right? Yeah. And um, the other thing you brought up when you were talking about just walking is that men, I mean, women would love to walk too, of course, but men <laughs> do things side by side really well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we're working on a car, or we're I don't know, throwing a ball or something. Sure. But, Walking, yeah, you know, we can mm-hmm. talk. Walk and talk. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Golf, I mean, yeah. Golf. Yeah. I'm helping you find yeah. your golf ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> we're in the woods somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Happens a lot. And, then,
2: and especially for boys, right? I love taking my son golfing because it's a new adventure every couple minutes. You're on. <laughs> no, you say something really important. That idea side by side, and back to what I was saying about a teacher pointing and saying, "This is the right way." maybe there's a different energy when we're side by side, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're sitting wherever mm-hmm. fr- from the pew to the bar, to the, to the dugout and we're side by side. And that means we're looking at something together rather than one person looking at the other person and pointing to them and saying, this is the right answer. This is the right answer. Or, or, right. or even an inter interplay, you know, maybe there's a positive energy that you're sitting
0: side by side.
2: So maybe, yeah, maybe walking lends itself to that. Um,
0: yeah. Happened at Emmaus, I guess. Three <laughs> <laughs> guys. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, you, well, you know what's
2: kind of cool? The, the path, uh, you know, you were joking around before that maybe the Camino found you. Sometimes the path dictates how you walk with other people. So there's some, some pretty gnarly trails we walk where you have to walk single file. And there's times that we have to be alone and, and tackle the, the journey in front of us alone. There's sometimes where it kind of opens it up and you're side by side. There's sometimes where there's the environment around that you just, you're in awe and wonder at these amazing redwood trees that that you can just feel the life. And so you want to share that with somebody. Uh, and then there's sometimes that you're, you know, kind of walking a group and very jovial and, and spontaneity in the conversation and the friendship. So yeah, it creates, it creates that atmosphere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Good call,
0: yeah. Yeah. For sure. We just have to come walking sometime. Yeah. Yes. Sounds you, sounds you know, awesome. you
2: hear you hear walking, especially in this day and age where you got all this crossfit out there, right? You got all this uh, these great challenges. You know, you it's marathon's not good enough. You have to do the hundred hundred mile. Mm. But there's the humbling in just the slow pace of the walk. You know, mm. this is, I don't I don't need to climb the big mountain. I I just just the slowness of the walk. And if you study pilgrimage, you'll find that that's an emphasis and, and an important way to get the heart centered in a way where you're not trying to do this big ordeal. You're just walking slowly. And, and then whatever it is, if it's the 500 miles in, in Spain or if it's the 75 miles in Sonoma, uh, you tackle it one prayerful step at a time, which is actually a lesson that we picked up from the Kashaya Pomo. Whenever they're out uh, on an, an adventure, or a journey, whether it's a hunting expedition, uh, there's a dance that, that always occurs. And they look at the dance not as this jovial thing to give glory to, but their feet are are, are prayerful. Um, so our feet, uh, our walking feet are prayerful. It kind of lends itself to the story of the footprints in the sand. You know, you're Long.
0: walking along jesus is walking with you so
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
0: um so we um we had heard right that you went from toy executive to <laughs> working <laughs> in uh, as, as a spiritual theology teacher right <laughs> so, so yeah, gosh, how did that happen
2: gosh we, we talk about walking and it seems like we raced into that but yeah the foundation is uh um you know out of out of college, I ended up working for a toy manufacturing company. Uh, there, there's the Hasbro's and the, the Mattels, and we were one of the other guys. Uh fun enough, though with the with the stuff that we made, ended up being pretty fun. So I, I think I was the only twenty five year old bachelor in Los Angeles so that I had the complete Disney princess doll set and Hello Kitty oh, right next to my WWF. <laughs> it was WWF at the time, WWF wrestling figures. Um, so through through that process, I uh, I, I was able to uh, uh, enjoy great challenges in the exec, in the in the development of wholesale manufacturing, essentially making toys in, in factories in Hong Kong, shipping them over here, getting them to the the toy shelves like Target and Toys R Us when it existed and, and Walmart, and and that it's a complicated process. You know, you sell mm. fifty thousand. Hulk Hogan figures to Walmart but you're you know you're making those halfway around the world how, how does all the parts fit and, and know that that's happening so I was able to uh, take a lot of probably innate leadership from sports days and and getting people and different people to work together different departments to work together there's probably not a person listening that doesn't work for a company that really wishes the left hand and right hand knew what was going on and, and different departments work better together. So that was that was kind of my forte. And then uh, my daughter, uh, who was born about 12 years ago, um, she kind of changed things for me. So while well, a toy manufacturing executive in, in Los Angeles, I found uh, that I really enjoyed volunteering at my local parish and working with young people. Hmm. And so fast forward after volunteering for many parishes over my time, uh, I realized when my daughter was born and the the job I was doing at that time was more of a consulting job in the the manufacturing business. I said, what I really love doing is working with young people, coaching, uh, uh, teaching and teaching religion, uh, mostly at the parish. Uh, it, it, although my, my background, my degree at, uh, at Cal Poly was, was PE and kinesiology. So I said, okay, well, maybe I should use that finally. <laughs> yeah. And so my daughter was born and I, I, I sought out a position at our local Catholic high school, uh, to teach and eventually coach. And, uh, I made my, I made my volunteer, I was volunteering, coaching, volunteering at my parish. I made my volunteer hobby, my new profession and, and worked for the, uh, the Catholic high school. So that's oh, how that shift happened. And eventually I say that the, the the bishop used the Jedi mind trick on me and pulled me from yeah. the high school level up to the diocesan level.
1: Oh, that I was a God level. thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm.
2: I call them signal graces when things just work out too weird. You know, the happenstance, irony, yeah, they're, they're God signaling us that he's, he's involved.
1: He's on the other end of the rope pulling you. Yeah, yeah, the marionette for sure, for sure.
2: Yeah, although I also think when you use the rope example there, Randy, I think he sometimes gives us enough rope to hang ourselves or enough rope to tie some cool knots.
1: Well, so. I was gonna say, I like to play pool, I like, uh, I was gonna say, I like to play tug of war with God a, a lot with my rope. Yeah, yeah,
2: for
1: but, sure. but he always wins in the end. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, take take that analogy,
2: right? The tug of war. Don't you yeah. remember when when you like get your team together and, and say, okay, we're gonna do a plan. After three, we're all gonna let go of the rope, and then the yeah. other team's gonna fall on their butts. That's yeah. that's Randy using your analogy there. I think God's probably let go and said, fine, do it yourself. And
1: I've fallen flat on my face before. Mm. Yeah. You've fallen in the mud. Yeah, yeah. But that's right that's just not, that's just another way for God to. To dig you out and wipe you off. Yeah, yeah. And you know, what? in many ways, he did that in the
2: diocesan work. Uh, I've been so blessed up here. I, I say that the Santa Rosa Diocese, which for, for those uh, that don't know the geography, it, it, the Santa Rosa Diocese uh, starts in wine country. So it starts in Sonoma and Napa wine country and then goes right up the north coast through Mendocino and, and Bodega all the way up through Clear Lake. And then eventually all the way to the, the Oregon border through Eureka. And it's just beautiful coastal lands and vineyards and, and farmland, it's just gorgeous. And uh, obviously great soil to grow all of this great farm, uh, produce and, and obviously grapes. However, I, I believe after I've scoured every nook and cranny of our diocese, every parish, every school, every program, uh, every person, I would say that it grows great people too. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in our faith. Um, You know, I go to this mass, right? I go to the nine o'clock mass on Sunday morning at this parish. I sit in this pew, right? Everybody's a good Christian until you sit in their their seat. (laughs) Hey, man, you took my spot. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So... We, we get into, this is the mass. This is the place I sit. You know, my, my evangelization is during the sign of peace. These are the normal people that I say, I say, um, peace be with you with. So when I was pulled out of um, my typical interactions in parish ministry and shared on the diocesan level, I've been able to see the true fullness of the body of Christ and, and not just throughout our diocese, but the prudence of uh, our, our bishops, uh, locally and nationwide, and, and seeing the network and the responsibility uh, that that the body of Christ is truly magnificent. And, and guys, uh, I mean, you're, you're SoCal guys, and you had your group that connected you, but in a way, we're connected in the same way, like, you know, we'll say goodbye to each other. But I I'll know that you guys are trying to do your ministries as best you can, and I'm trying to do mine. And I, I just think that's so cool that we're, we're being uh, prudent, stewards of of the good news in in whatever area we can and 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 on the diocesan level i've been able to enjoy some some wonderful relationships with steadfast disciples that are just doing their best they can with with sharing the good news out there
0: absolutely yeah yeah thanks we had to look it up on the map like okay where is santa rosa and find (laughs) your diocese so it will help yeah thanks for sharing yeah if
2: you go across the golden gate bridge about 30 minutes that's that's where we start so okay. if that helps helps out, but yeah, come and start with wine country, and then we'll figure out the West from there.
0: All right, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Randy, I don't know if you wanted to ask another question, or are you?
1: No, I think uh, I think we've asked them all. The... Well, He's I'm didn't... sure you guys didn't
2: talk about my T-ball career because. It <laughs> was,
1: <laughs> well, it
0: well, was... it well, I did. Was... I did want to, at least if we um, we wanted to make sure we give you a chance to end with. You talked earlier about building virtue and how, you know, kind of like a little pulpit to say, how do we build virtue with maybe young people, especially in the sports world? What's like a good way to do that?
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, we, we at the parish level, uh, when it comes to passing on the faith seem to have, this is how we have always done it. And the reality is our systems and processes and organizations that that we do in you know religious ed or or youth ministry or rca however we're currently doing faith formation at our parish is completely dependent upon the people that that show up and so you and every parish is doing this across the country i've seen them all they're, they're working hard at devoted catholics that are trying to share the faith as best they can i'm saying change the narrative Where can we go out and find the coaches in the communities, whether it's at the Catholic high school or the local or CYO or the local youth soccer league that also happens to show up? Maybe maybe it's a dad or mom that shows up just once in a while at the church. How do we feed that parent so that they can instill, as you were saying, you know, character development and virtues that are starting points to a conversation about the beauty and witness of of the Catholic faith. Uh, The Catholic faith, you know, has our our four cardinal virtues. Let's see how well I do. Temperance, fortitude, justice, and prudence. I did all right. Yep. But there's also virtues like humility, right? So there's not a little league team that hasn't discussed the idea that, well, if you're batting 300, you failed seven out of 10 times. Boom, there's (laughs) your there's your lesson in humility and why is being humble important boom there's your virtue lesson um, wow. so things like current having courage uh four to two these are easy words to break down for a five-year-old or 15 year old and isn't sports rich with the we talk about all the time revealing character there's plenty of opportunity to take what happened on the field and then add a virtue to it or have maybe on a on a week's basis so so sports leader has a weekly virtue that they send out in their program and uh, they they offer you know 10 different lessons on every single virtue for the week so you don't you don't have to share 10 different lessons all week with your sports team maybe it's just two maybe it's like one of those inspirational pictures with the with the sport with the virtue word at the bottom, maybe it's a little life lesson. Um, you know, you can incorporate these virtue discussions into your day-to-day as a parent. Uh, you just need that encouragement. And I haven't I, I haven't figured out how to write the best selling book on how exactly we do this and we reach every parent, but I know that they are around our parishes. We just need to be changing the paradigm language instead of relying on parishes and and COVID taught us this last year mm-hmm. when our parishes shut down, passing along the faith became a parent job and that's mm-hmm. where it should start. The parish should only accent what the parents are already doing. Mm-hmm. So how do we support the parents to share these things about how important uh, virtue and character uh, stuff is? I have a, uh, I have an important mouse pad here.
1: Oh,
2: Oh, <laughs> Are you a Domer? I'm not but but you know we've all cried at Rudy quite a few times
1: right <laughs> Yes we have So
2: you know Notre Dame has taken the play like a champion uh, model or or slogan and turned it into a, a a sports ministry avenue so there's there's plenty of curriculums uh, Catholic athletes for Christ another one there's plenty of of uh, if you want to incorporate ministry through your sports. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're just a volunteer parent out there right now, or if you're a team mom that wants to bend the ear of a coach, you can find sports ministry opportunities out there. Uh play like a champion would be one. Sports leader would be one. Catholic athletes for Christ. They're they're out there. They're uh and and the the teachings are not over the top, right? There's not there's not memorization. There's just taking the moments that already happen in sports. And saying that revealed a character. Let's let's talk about that. And I find a lot of those entry points into those conversations lead to our Creator and Savior in a in a beautiful way. And and maybe we talk about kids wanting to spend three hours in sports. Maybe they'll they'll start like a scratch and sniff and say, maybe this this theology that I didn't really care about. Maybe there's something there, and and I need to relook at something like uh, the Beatitudes that Christ taught on. Or, one of the you mentioned service, right? Let's let's talk about the uh, the yeah. Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan. There you go. Ah, yeah, right, yeah.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, thanks be to God, the Lord has put you in places now where you can do all these things. I mean, look what you're at the diocese level. You're an evangelist for the Camino de the, the Moma, and Randy yeah. and I want to go up there and see this. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's awesome. So. Uh, True. True. Yeah. Thanks for being uh, I just Do keep
2: that. my head down and and, uh, and and try not to screw it up and stay out of the Holy Spirit's
0: way. That's it. And right, right. Well, thanks again, Steve. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And,
1: yeah, I'm yeah, uh, so really,
2: really thankful. I, I I will continue to pray for your ministry
0: here. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I feel like
2: we're just getting started here, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens in the future.
0: You got it. Great. And speaking of the Holy Spirit, Randy, I think it's going to lead us out on
1: prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we thank you for Stephen, and we pray for his ministry, and we pray that he continued to lead people to, to you. We pray for our, our podcast and our listeners, that somehow our little podcast can lead people closer to, to your heart. We ask all these things through the intercession of Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary,
0: Mary, Mother of God, pray for us Jesus. sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
1: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. All All right. right, Thanks. God bless. We'll be in touch soon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, guys.